but I like listening to the whole thing of, yep, everybody's got the same issues. Everybody's trying to do the same struggle and keep up and then look back in the mirror and being like, I don't understand why I'm not dropping 20 pounds or getting to bed before midnight. So, um, just kind of talking and having a community of, we are literally all uh, rowing the same boat right now. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome to episode 138 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Today is our health transformation audit, where we guide you to identify what's holding you back from your ideal health and wellness and we analyze with you so you can walk away with a tangible action step. And this is something that we have been doing for the last few months now, and we would love to have you, our community members, join us. Simply click, click the link in our show notes or our, on our website at theartoflivingwell.us. And we know that talking about your health can be challenging and uncomfortable or hard to discuss at times. However, we want you to know this is a very safe space, and it's anonymous aside from your first name, which we can change if you'd like us to. So grab your favorite beverage, get cozy, and tune in today. And today we are here with community member Holly. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Shield Your Body. Shield Your Body is a company that makes products to shield your body against electromagnetic frequency or EMF radiation from modern technology. Did you know that all modern technology is a source of EMF radiation? Cell phones, laptops, Wi-Fi, even your refrigerator is a source of EMF radiation. And each year we are exposed to more and more EMFs. There are literally thousands of high quality peer reviewed scientific studies demonstrating clear links between exposure to EMF radiation and a wide range of negative health effects from anxiety and infertility to sleep disruption and cancer. Fortunately, there are easy ways that you can reduce your EMF exposure right now that cost you absolutely nothing. After reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I stopped using my AirPods, something I used daily for hours sometimes and have switched back to the old school wired headphones. And for me, after reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I really put my foot down and insisted that my kids keep their cell phones and their laptops out of their bedrooms at night while they were sleeping. And I've been working on Jordan as well. And I think after reading the guide and listening to our podcast, he has finally agreed to do that. So download your copy of a free guide at shieldyourbody.com to start improving your health right now. And be sure to check out our episode number 123 with our blank CEO of Shield Your Body. Welcome, Holly. We're so excited to have you on our show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Long time listener, first time caller. 
Well, thank you. So, Holly, let's take a minute together to set your vision. We want you to look six months into the future and think about what your ideal life would look like when it comes to your health and happiness and also like what your ideal day would look like. Um, six months would be midwinter. So um, <laughs> the, I've stopped using the word balance because there's just, it, there's no such thing as balance. Things that I like to do, I like to get up and have my moment to myself and have a workout in the morning. I sometimes find that even hard to do, even when I'm getting up at 5.30 in the morning, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, we have a very busy household, very busy, active kids, family, work life, play life. Um, so trying to fit it all in is something that I'm constantly trying to do. So ideally, I like to work out, then get everyone else up in the house, get people at that point off to school or off to practice or where they need to be to. And then I recently started working. So then doing something for myself, um, which is getting my own job done and then still having the time to do the random errands before the busy nightlife picks up. Um, ideally I like to be in bed by 10 o'clock sharp at the latest. And usually that can work, but, um, it's just trying to cram everything in and then have a moment to be like, okay, I'm not letting the crazy life just totally take me over. Um, the other day I went outside and just sat for, I set my watch timer for 10 minutes. And I was like, I need to do this. Like I need to stop everything, pull headphones out, shut down life and just sit and get a sunburner, get a windburner, freeze my toes or something. But, um, I, that's the first time I've done that in a very long time. And I didn't realize how much I needed that. So incorporating moments to myself is huge. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, you're already listening to what your body needs by just taking that 10-minute break. Like, it got to the point where you just told yourself, this is what I need, and you're going to step outside and take those moments. And you said, I'm realizing now I need to do more of that. And so that's your ideal day. Thank you for sharing. So what do you think is the number one roadblock, you know, holding you back from experience this experiencing this ideal day more often and really getting to the next level on your health and wellness journey well holding me back from just life in general is a crammed schedule and I you know we do this to ourselves because <laughs> we I, I said to my husband we have three kids who are all very busy if they each did one activity I'm talking about three activities for myself plus my own things so it's not that everybody's super busy and overbooked. I'm super busy and overbooked. So figuring out how to delegate parts of my life that it's not, I mean, my kids are older now. They need me a little bit less and less, which is why I decided to go back to work, but also being a part of it. So me not feeling obligated to cram my schedule is the life part of it. The health and fitness is a whole different spiral. Um, I recently did a um, my yearly checkup. And I had said to my doctor, I need to get my thyroid checked. I need to get this checked. I need to get my blood levels checked. There's no, I'm like, I'm gaining weight. Like it's a job. I'm like, I'm so frustrated. I am the most active person you might ever meet. And yet I'm not getting a hold of my fitness. And he's, he looked at me and he was like, I don't want to sugarcoat it for you, but you are 
over the age of 40. Um, you can't have donuts for breakfast. Not that I eat donuts for breakfast, but he's like, you have to change your lifestyle. Like it's, it really is about what you eat. And then I'm, you know, coming home and doing what's the quickest dinner we can make, but like meal planning and prep and managing that. Not that we eat terrible, terrible, but I hate to cook. Like I hate to cook. I hate to shop. I hate to go in the grocery store. I mean, Stephanie, if you've been to my pantry, it's kind of a grab and go situation. Um, and that's, I, I know that's my number one culprit of it's frustrating to me. It makes life hectic because then um, it spills over into the whole life schedule. So I know that's my number one culprit is I have food issues. So unpacking that a little bit, was the part of um, the meal prep and meal planning, and you said you hate to cook. Do you actually hate to cook or do you feel like you don't mm-hmm. have time to cook or do you feel like you don't know how to cook? Yes. Yes. And yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how to get foods to taste good together. I don't enjoy the process of it. I do enjoy a well-cooked meal and food, but I would say 75% of the meals and we don't eat out a lot. Like that's the other thing we actually don't eat out a lot. So it's not like, um, you know, we're constantly doing takeout. Um, of the meals I make are super easy and quick. 75% of the meals are put all the vegetables on a roasting pan or throw them in tinfoil, throw them on the grill, throw something on the grill. Like it's plain and basic. And I have a child who has a inflammatory disease and he cannot eat a lot of things. So like onions are off the table. We can't do a lot of natural seasoning. We do like, we cannot eat anything with garlic. Um, I'm finding a lot of gluten sensitivities that are popping up. We have two kids who can't have dairy in our house. So food is not fun because I don't like to be experimental with it. And because of our restrictions, I can't be like very experimental. So then I'm kind of sitting here going short order cook, whatever we can quickly make. That's like a roasted chicken or roasted vegetables or something plain on the grill. And then it just gets boring, I guess. But it's not like you're making mac and cheese and no. frozen foods. I mean, it sounds like you're. I'm not, but it. I mean, we'll still supplement with, you know, whatever else. Like I, I know bread and cheese are a big, um, big factor in our house for the ones who can eat it, and that needs to be limited. Um, our meals are happening at eight o'clock. That is a bad habit to get into. So. So what I hear you saying, Holly, is that. The schedule is also dictating your ability to mm-hmm. prepare and cook and feed your family a nourishing meal. And then you have challenges with your kids and different sensitivities and things like that. So if you thought about, I guess if you think about how would it feel for you if you envision kind of going back to your perfect day, what would an ideal meal situation look like based on you know, those foods that you're comfortable preparing, you don't like to cook, you don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen, you know, that's totally fine. You don't, you don't, there's no reason to, um, that your family would also enjoy and would work. Like, are there certain meals that, you know, I'm comfortable making and my family likes? Um, taco, like we, we have a standing taco Tuesday, whether it be chicken or beef or whatever it happens to be, because it's the one meal you can make tacos, nachos, salad, quesadillas, like we put it out like a taco bar. I put it in the crock pot. It's an all day. And based on school schedules, one person might be eating dinner at four 30. The other person might be eating at eight. And that way it's always there and easy. So I always keep that on my calendar, but, um, 
I swear to you, when we eat tacos that like you never can cut yourself off. So. <laughs> um, so like the, the, the food preparation, I keep thinking, wouldn't that be a great idea? Because then we'd also, I'm trying so hard. We just got back from vacation to teach them portions and the portion control and the right things to put on your plate. And it's, it's fun to eat cereal, but we shouldn't be having cereal as a 10 o'clock meal or a snack or something. Like we have to get away from some of those habits that I'm totally enforcing and living myself. Well, and one of the things I think Stephanie and I both often will say is if you don't buy it, you won't eat it. Yeah. Um, we, again, we just came back from vacation. <laughs> I came back with three bags of produce only. And my kids were like, well, where's the food? Where's and I go, the food? Oh, this right is what I get to eat, mom. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. If you can find it in the pantry leftover, that's all we get. But I can't keep buying that stuff because I'm the one who goes to the store. So clearly I'm the one buying the Oreos. Yeah. So Holly, something that you mentioned earlier on was about about delegation. I heard you say the word delegate. And you also said that your kids are a little bit older and they don't need you as much. So let's assume there's teenagers in the house. Mm-hmm. How could you delegate some of this responsibility to them now that you're also working and you're trying to get in your self-care time and engage your three kids with the meal time and some of the planning and prep? Um. I think like, I don't do the grocery delivered or shipped or anything. Um, I still, I kind of find the enjoyment of going to the grocery store because I'm in my head. I'm like, well, I'm attempting to buy pears or whatever it is I'm going to buy. Um, I started talking to them about like, who wants to go to the grocery store for me? I will get you a debit card. I'll throw that money on there, which again, you know, if I'm sure people who do grocery shop online, you don't do the grab and go items then. You don't do the the POS items. You don't do any of those kind of things. They don't fall into your cart because you're not, you know, walking by them. So I started thinking about what if I had one of them going on a Saturday or Sunday and I paid them because they're really only going to get what's on the list. Like there's no, but if they know they only have so much money and this is my list, um, it's up to them to buy their own soda chips or whatever it happens to be. But, um, I started thinking about maybe they could do that because then they would be a part of it too. Mm -hmm. What about, um, engaging them in the meal prep and planning? Um, I could, my, my youngest would totally be in on that, um, because she likes to help and she just likes to do like whatever we're doing. If I engage the boys to do it, everything would be a no. No, no, don't eat that. Like they will, I will make spinach wraps for them, like turkey, spinach, cheese, sometimes avocado, whatever it happens to be and put it in their lunch and they will eat it. They will never make it. So, um, I've tried to do some meal prep with them. They are just really not interested and they're the worst eaters. So that's the unfortunate part. So it would be a great idea to get them engaged. How old are your kids? Um, 12 and a half, 15 and 16. Okay. And what about the planning process? So just planning what you're going to have for the week and engaging them in that process. Because you did, you know, they do have some dietary restrictions and you said your boys are a little bit pickier. Mm-hmm. So how would that sound to you? I'd love to get some uh, adventurous opportunities to eat with them. That's our big thing is, you know, we started eating sushi and now three of them or three of us will eat sushi. This is a new thing. And so being a little more adventurous so we can branch out, um, like we're not going to do steaks tonight. We're going to do tuna steaks. Well, 
free people won't eat the tuna steaks. Tuna steaks are healthier. So trying to get them to, I don't know, maybe that is taking them to the grocery store and just saying like, what would you try? What would you like to eat? Because we're, we can't keep going back to the same three things. Like that's part of our problem. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about all of these issues that we've been talking about, what do you think is going well? Like, what would you say you're like, you know, just feeling really good about? Um, I gave up coffee this week. So um, that was really stupid on my part to come back and try a health kick and give up coffee. So that's not going as well as it needs to. Um, I, I am making time. I, I said to my husband the other night when I was like coming back to a whole bunch of like two weeks off of work and like catch it. I was like, I am getting on that bike. If it's 1230 and it's midnight and it kills, I just need that moment to feel good about myself. So I have been making an app like blocking time and saying like, I need 30 minutes. I need a minimum of 30 minutes for myself to do some sort of like exercise. I don't know if it's just like an endorphin release thing or just a calming type of thing. I mean, I know some people find that in the shower. Some people find that just sitting, but blocking my time to work out is even if it's walking and being outside every day has been um, like that has been going well. I have been prioritizing that. Good. It's making other things a little chaotic because I'm like, well, I really didn't have that hour, but I took it. And now things are a little chaotic, but I took it. So that is going well. And I do kind of try and keep that on the schedule. Um, We don't have the junk food in the house at the moment (laughs) because we have no groceries and pantry filled items. So me filling our fridge with items that I cut as Stephanie would be so proud of me. I cut everything. I cleaned it. I put it in the fridge. It looks like one of those pretty pantry fridges from the home edit show. And, um, and now I'm like, well, don't eat anything because it looks pretty and it's color coordinated. <laughs> I mean, but I, try, I was like, if it's clean and it's in there, maybe they'll eat it. I mean, I'll probably end up throwing away two containers of celery, but I'm trying it sounds like you're doing a lot of wonderful things for yourself and your family. And I think one thing that I've noticed with a lot of women is that they expect too much of themselves too quickly. And, you know, it's hard to expect that you're going to, you know, have a schedule that's not crammed and a perfect meal and, you know, sitting down at the table with your family all at one time and get your workout in and your self-care like that that's going to take time to make those changes I guess is what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. so I think trying not to be hard on yourself and and focusing on the good of where you are and actually what you have done um will hopefully make you feel um you know good about yourself relaxed yeah. Well, Holly, you said a couple other things, too, that you, you're doing a good job of scheduling your um, workout time, you know, whether it's a walk or getting on the bike, but, but that's going pretty well. So if, if scheduling is something that works well for you, you know, how can you schedule these other things into your life that are also a priority that you realize are kind of like one of the missing pieces of you living that, you know, ideal day, if you will? I would scheduling meal prep and food time is totally key. Like I know that's like the downfall in our house is that um, meals are always chaotic and there's always somebody who won't eat something. And it's always kind of a, 
thrown together thing at the last minute. I mean, I'm treating the local grocery store here like it's my own additional pantry because I just go there every day. And I'm sure that's not very cost effective, but it's, I, I see every other parent I know there almost every day too. So I'm just, I'm like, we're all doing this together. (laughs) So, and what's something you could do to, you know, like, what could you do so you're not going to the grocery store every day? Well, it's the meal planning and I've, it's, I get so frustrated, which is when I've heard your other um, health audits, I'm like, yep, that's exactly it. None of us are carving out that time to like get the one thing that can, like, I'm doing the same thing every other person is doing. And I keep going, I know all the right things to do. I know all the right elements and the right pieces of the puzzle. So what is holding me back from doing it? Which I don't know. Um, I, I could just start by meal planning. Like just, I put up my chalkboard. I haven't been using it lately and just write down, here's what we're eating for the week. Cause then I know how to shop for it. Everyone knows what to expect for it. So that if we are having a meal that nobody likes one night, they're like, all right, here we go. It's the night I'm going to be hungry. (laughs) Well, and another thing to think about, you did mention delegation earlier. And I know Stephanie mentioned that as well. You know, maybe there are some of these things you could delegate if you're not doing Mm -hmm. the meal, if you know what you need to do, but you're not doing it you know, digging into why are you not doing it? You mentioned earlier that you don't really like it. You don't enjoy Mm -hmm. it. That may be why you're not doing it. I don't know. Is that something you can delegate? And if so, what does that look like? Something to think about. We could end up with a master chef in our house. That would be amazing. Amazing. Um, (laughs) There's this, there's this untapped potential with one of your children and it's just going to start to flourish with this, right? Yes. That would be great. (laughs) I would love them to be more involved just because I don't like doing it. And I know my not like doing it is spilling over to them because, you know, you're, you're, you kind of emulate the habits of the people around you. So when they're seeing that I really don't enjoy cooking and I don't like, I enjoy having a glass of wine and making dinner or sitting down and eating a meal. I don't really enjoy cooking. I don't enjoy prepping the food. I kind of whine and complain about it a lot. There's probably a reason no one in my house likes it. (laughs) (gasps) well you know and something to think about is just how you want to feel you have these challenges you know you don't like to cook but if you were cooking or some you know if you were eating you and your family were eating you know a little differently how would you feel and is that inner you know that inner feeling if you will could that help balance out the the lack of interest with cooking and doing the prep you know, so sometimes we do things because of ultimately how it's going to make us feel, even though we may not like love the process. And then maybe we start to over time experience some joy throughout the process. Mm-hmm. And I would even add on to that. What can you do to make the process more enjoyable? Lighting a candle, putting on some music, listening to a podcast, you know, maybe getting your significant other, if you have a significant other engaged in the process. And that's when you guys are catching up on each other's lives and, you know, or maybe one of your children can do it with you and you're then talking about their day and, Mm -hmm. you know, try and find ways to make it more enjoyable. I would like more specifically for the boys um, to be a little more involved with this process because I'm watching them getting to be upper high school students and going, wow, they really can't boil water. Like, 
I've done too much for them. And this is a really good chance for me to be like, I'm going to be sending you out into the world because you cannot keep living in my basement forever. And, um, it'd be great if you knew how to do some of these basic skills for yourself. Um, so that would be a really good way to delegate and then let them start dinner or get something like, can you brown hamburger? Can you, do you know how to cook a chicken breast? Like the basic life skills that I'm realizing at 16 years old, one of my children does not have, um, not to be mean or anything, but I've always taken care of it. And so I'm sure he could figure it out. He's actually pretty smart when it comes to that stuff and figuring things out. But I said to them the other night, go, can somebody go put the grill on and like get something? We have some brats we're gonna start. and they've like looked at me. I was like, yeah, I don't know how to turn the grill on either. <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> but you're right. You just said you, you could be giving them life skills. Mm-hmm. And potentially an enjoyment and food is something we all have to eat, you know, multiple times a day. So it, there's no, you know, just because they're 16, that they're very, very young. They have mm-hmm. a, life, um, a life ahead of them. So starting to introduce this now sounds great. Sounds like mm-hmm. you have a good idea. So, Holly, what's one thing that you could do in the next 24 hours that you could commit to that would help lead you to your health goal? I literally need to take out a piece of paper right now and write down because we had minimal groceries when we came back. Um, here's what we're going to eat over the next week. And I have one kid going to camp on Sunday. So that changes the amount of like food prep and meals and stuff. Here's the nights that I know we have things going on. I just need to write down, here's what we're eating. Like, I feel like if I could take that off my plate, it would just save me from walking in with a credit card to the grocery store and no list and no clue and then trying to pull it together. So the first simple step for you would be go take out that piece of paper, right? Get your pen, sit down and write it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that, I, and you're, what I'm hearing you say is that you're going to like be able to take a deep breath and almost feel a release if you do that. Yes. And it's funny because I keep saying like, if we can just get through this week, then it'll, I'll get it under control. I'll pull it back together. And I mentioned earlier, I've stopped trying to say, I'm trying to get this whole balance thing down. There is no balance. Like there's no time where the schedule lessens up or things get easier, but I'm making it more difficult for myself and I can feel it. So, um, again, cutting out coffee this week was brilliant timing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, at this point, in you know your, your life and lots of other people, like you said, that, that have been on this um, health transformation audit, maybe it's about embracing the chaos mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, next week, next week. Because, you know, as a lot of us know, there, there's always something that comes up. Yep. There are very few weeks that are just calm. And, you know, maybe when you're one, one of your kids is at camp, it's a little bit less crazy. But embracing it and doing what you can and recognizing those days that you're just not going to be able to prepare a meal and have a plan and that it's not stressful because you know we're going to get takeout or we're just going to eat some leftovers or whatever it is um and like marnie said just not being not being hard on yourself either giving yourself Mm -hmm. grace so holly we're going to follow up with you in the next 24 hours to see where you're at and how you're feeling and um Thank you so much for coming on today and for taking, you know, a first step forward. I hope that you have found this helpful to even just talk through it 
and talk it out. Um, I think when you're part of a community and you feel some accountability, um, maybe it helps motivate to kind of move forward. (laughs) Yes. And thank you. Um, I like listening to the health audits, um, in addition to your guests, but I like listening to the whole thing of, yep, everybody's got the same issues. Everybody's trying to do the same struggle and keep up and then look back in the mirror and being like, I don't understand why I'm not dropping 20 pounds or getting to bed before midnight. So, um, just kind of talking and having a community of, we are literally all uh, rowing the same boat right now. Yes. I love that. And you know, to your point, Holly, it's just that these conversations are real and they're raw. And sometimes we only see what other people are posting on social media. And this is where the authenticity of everyone, what they're going through and their struggles and their challenges comes through. And that's what, you know, brings people together and gives you, it gives, it gives everyone, um, our, all of our listeners, including those who come on these audits, an opportunity to just like assess their life and say, what's one thing I can do in the next 24 hours too. So we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. And be proud Thank of you. yourself and give yourself grace. Don't forget that because yeah. women are so hard on themselves. Yes. So just don't. Thank you. I am literally going to go buy a candle today because yeah. I have to go buy a gift for somebody else. I'm just going to have like my Zen moment and be like, we're going to pull this together. Yes, absolutely. You, you can. You have it in you and you have your chalkboard, like you said. So I do. So thank, thank you, ladies. You. And so for all our listeners out there, we would love for you to sign up for a health transformation audit. Um, We really look forward to meeting you. Like I said before, check out the link in our show notes. Head on over to our website, theartoflivingwell.us. And the only other quick announcement would be our community seven-day functional medicine liver detox will be starting in just a couple weeks. It'll kick off on Sunday, September 18th. So you can head on over to our website or click the link in the show notes for that and sign up. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at theartofliving underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.